Well, hello, and welcome to this week's uh, Photographic Life. Uh, over the past few podcasts, I've spoken a lot about photography competitions. Uh, I hope you're not getting bored of that conversation because I want to pick up on something to do with them that I noticed uh, in the last week. Seems to be a lot of photographic competitions launching at the moment, I suppose very much about moving into the new year. Um, one of the things that I uh, noticed, uh, somebody uh, commented the other day that they'd been questioning one of the um, particular competitions and had been blocked uh, on Twitter uh, for their questioning. Um, and it made me want to have a look at the judging panel. And that's really what I want to talk about this morning is judging panels. There was a time when I did actually judge a lot of photographic competitions myself. Um, approximately eight years ago, I suppose, from very small, uh, just starting out photographic competitions to the big behemoths of uh, the Hasselblad Masters, um, the Red Bull Illumi, and also uh, World Press Photo on their uh, mixed media awards. Um, I think what was interesting for me was that for I'd been involved with photography for 20 odd years before I started to be asked to judge uh, these awards and these competitions. Um, and during that time, I'd probably been of most use to somebody who would win an award because I was commissioning photography and I was working as an art director. I only began to be asked to be on judging panels when I became the editor of Professional Photographer magazine. During that time, I was asked by all the people I've just mentioned and a lot of other people to give talks by camera manufacturers and so forth. Once I left um, publishing and I left those positions, uh, I stopped being asked to be on a judging panel. I'm not asked anymore. Um, my opinion still stays the same. Um, perhaps you could say my experience is even greater now than it was um, eight years ago. And perhaps I would be an even better and more informed judge than I was previously. However, I'm no longer asked, which made me think. Looking through the judging panels, a lot of the competitions I've been looking at over the last week, the title of the person seems to be more important than the person themselves or the experience that that person may hold within photography as a judge. So are those judges being chosen because of the positions they hold or because of their knowledge or because of their appropriateness? I spoke previously in a previous podcast about the Taylor Wessing Awards this year and how there were no portrait photographers on the judging panel. There was in fact only one photographer, a fashion photographer. Looking at a number of the awards, it seems to be quite common now that there is a token photographer in there who I presume is expected to give the photographer's perspective. Perhaps they're the one that's supposed to understand the photography. Maybe they're the one that's supposed to stand up for photographers. But of course, there's a problem with that, which is that photography is a subjective uh, art form, medium. And therefore, one photographer's opinion, as any photographer will know, when you get a few photographers in a room, it's rare that um, they agree with each other. And that's what's so great about that kind of rich debate, those discussions. Certainly, I can remember going back 
um, very uh, strong discussions between myself and other people on the panel as to which was the correct image to win. I invariably lost out in that because I was coming from a perspective as a commissioner, as a photographer, as somebody who's run a gallery, somebody who's worked within uh, various areas of photography from food to fashion to portraiture to documentary reportage and so forth. I was trying to bring as broad a perspective as possible. Quite often I was being met with personal taste being an influence on the decision that was finally going to be made. This in turn led me to write an article about this. And there is an article, if you want to read about how to win photographic competitions, then that's on the uh, unitednationsofphotography.com website. But I digress. Let's go back to where I was starting from here. That idea that the person who has the title, the job title, is the most informed person to make the decision. I think perhaps in the past that was the case, but increasingly I'm starting to get concerned. So much so, in fact, that I now teach my photographers, students, that they need to be aware that when they get into a situation, perhaps working with a client or working with somebody who is in a, in a position uh, to either inform their work going forward, perhaps it's a, somebody who's running a gallery, perhaps it's somebody who's working for a publication, an art buyer, whoever it may be. I have to inform them that you're probably, as somebody who's studied photography, the most informed person about photography in that room. But you're not going to be the one who makes the final decision. That's going to be left to somebody whose experience and knowledge of the medium may be quite narrow, or perhaps even worse, it may not exist at all. Any regular listener to this podcast will be well aware that I'm a big fan of the adoption of new platforms, particularly Instagram. And I had a very interesting conversation with somebody recently, a leading art director, um, explaining how she and many of her um, colleagues within the commissioning world were now looking to Instagram as their central focus to see photography and to find photographers and find work to commission from. It's been a tale I've heard often over the years. And I have to say, I still haven't met anybody who has received a commission this way. But I'm willing to believe that it is happening because so many people are telling me that it's happening. She was explaining how it would be a great idea for photographers to look at their Instagram pages as portfolio Instagrams. And rather than fill them, as I admit I do, with kind of personal images, but to, but to be far more focused about it, and I suppose be far more professional in how that work was presented. I was then looking for um, a website for a photographer to contact, actually to appear on this podcast in a future issue. And I was looking for their contact email on their uh, website. And I realized that their, their website had gone. They no longer had a website. Their URL was linking direct to their Instagram. And that they were doing exactly what this art director had explained to me was the new way, was the way in which to look at work. I still wasn't totally convinced, I have to admit, that by putting all of your eggs in the Instagram basket, 
that that's a good idea. But it did make me realise that there are photographers out there who are very well established, who are uh, taking up this practice and looking at Instagram in that way. Talking of Instagram, I also uh, something occurred to me the other day, or occurred to me, something I saw, which made me a little bit nervous and a little bit worried. And it was a, um, a very well-known camera brand who was using a blogger to run a workshop for them to explain how to create um, a word I hate, but content. And that you could go for free to, for a workshop with this particular uh, photographer blogger who um, will tell you how to do this. So I was instantly intrigued um, because I'd never heard of this photographer. And so I went onto her Instagram uh, page. I noticed she had 30,000 followers, female photographer. Uh, and there were many photographs of this particular uh, lady, this photographer, this blogger, this content provider. I'm finding it difficult to come up with a, an all-encompassing term for, for what this person does. But there were many photographs on there of her brandishing the latest model of camera that the particular camera manufacturer um, had brought out and she was promoting, and that's fine. But all of the other photographs on there were of her wearing specific clothes and then linking to that brand for that clothing. And it became very clear that actually what she was doing was creating advertising images uh, under the auspices of uh, being a blogger. I'm sure that many of us know that this is being seen as a um, perfectly acceptable professional career and that it's very honest and, and it's fine. And it is, and it's fine and it's advertising, what have you. I think where I sort of felt a little bit uneasy about it was that this person was also being promoted by this camera manufacturer as uh, a photographer whose work we should look to and we should learn from. The work wasn't good. Um, it was weak as photography. It was strong in marketing know-how and obviously uh, commercial networking um, through brands that this particular person wanted to wear. I'm not going to make a, a big comment about this. I just thought it was worth putting out there um, just as an awareness of how things are going at the moment and where things are going at the moment. But um, yeah, cause for concern. In previous podcasts, I've spoken about the fantastic um, support networks within the independent phot photography community. And I think a lot of the time that's seen as coming primarily from photographers who are working either in um, a personal narrative perspective through contemporary art photography, perhaps through a journalistic um, perspective or from a documentary perspective. But that's also going on within the commissioned environment as well. And this week, I'm pleased to welcome to the podcast a photographer who works on that commission basis for a number of uh, international brands such as Speedo and Timberland and Eddie Bauer, but also um, finds time to not only um, support initiatives around the environment, but also has created a Facebook uh, community 
for photographers from all areas of the medium. So this week, I'm pleased to announce that uh, telling us what photography means to him is Philip North Coombs. Good morning. Um, Grant Scott approached me recently um, to be on his podcast, uh, which is a fantastic podcast and a very informative one. So I'm very grateful to be asked to be on it. Um, The question he asked me was, what does photography mean to me? Um, And the essence of photography to me is capturing a moment in time. Uh, In the click of a shutter, time stands still, telling a story without end. Um, When I take an image, um, for me, it tells a story of how I got to that point, um, what happened before, at the time I took the image, and what happened after the image. Um, A still image creates a narrative, in my mind, as a photographer. And I think... um, Photography is very subjective to people, but when people look at an image of mine, I would hope that they can also create in their minds a story of what happened to get to that point and what could happen after. So they create their own narrative from that image. And that, to me, is the key about photography, is telling a story with a still image. Um, For me, I've been very fortunate as a professional photographer to travel the world Um, and uh, not only see the world, but meet wonderful people, meet wonderful cultures, and see so much um, through the camera, as much as with my eye, that I, um, unless I was a professional photographer, I would never have had the opportunity to do. Um, So I feel very blessed and very lucky that I can do that, and I'm still doing it, uh, which is fantastic. Um, I value photography. I hope photography will remain a valued uh, creative medium. Um, it has given it gives me the opportunity to uh, uh, have a creative outlet um, of which which I have grown through the years. I feel with photography, not only has my photography grown, I feel that my creativity within photography has grown and uh, and matured. <laughs> Uh, through the years. Um, I've also started a group called Photographers United on Facebook, which um, in essence is a community of professional photographers and filmmakers worldwide. Uh, The idea of it is to support support each other, share amongst each other and sustain each other and the industry um, to enable um, professionalism with the industry and to um, value photography. Um, the group is doing very well. We have 2,300 members just over a year, and it's become a, a real community. Um, and I'm hoping that we can um, establish ourselves as a group more and help sustain and support our industry. You can find uh, Photographers United on Facebook. Just do a search, and um, why not see what they're doing? See what Philip Philip's uh, initiative is all about. And and maybe join up if you like um, the sound of what he's trying to do. Thanks, Philip, for uh, joining us this week. Uh, Next week is Christmas. And um, it gives me great pleasure. It always gives me great pleasure that um, people are kind enough to give their time and contribute to this podcast. But it gives me enormous pleasure to announce that our special Christmas podcast that will be going out on Christmas Day features uh, Jim Mortram um, with a special 10-minute um, What Does Photography Mean to Him, um, Mean to Me, Mean to All of Us, I think, when you hear it. 
um, it really is a, a powerful testament as you would expect from Jim. I've mentioned Jim before, but if you don't know his work, then um, maybe check it out before that Christmas special podcast, um, just so you can really get a sense of where he's coming from. You can see Jim's work at um, Small Town Inertia, which is the uh, ongoing long-form body of work that um, he uh, is dedicated to, really. I suppose that's, um, that's the right way to see it. The um, project I've been speaking about um, that I've been working on, uh, the new film project, um, I'm going to let you know about now. It's called um, Woke Up This Morning, the uh, rock and roll thunder of Ray Lowry. It's a documentary film about Ray Lowry, who was a designer, cartoonist, artist, um, bon viveur, I suppose, in a way, um, Ray, most famously, I suppose, designed the album cover for The Clash, uh, London Calling, but also contributed um, cartoons and illustrations that I think many of you listening to may well have shaped uh, to this podcast, may well have shaped uh, your lives with his work for the NME through the 1970s, through Oz and the International Times in the late 60s, through Private Eye, Punch, and for two years at a column a column for The Face uh, magazine in the early 1980s. So although not specifically, as I said previously, uh, photograph, uh, photography related, certainly related to um, communication and the visual arts. So um, I'll keep you updated as to what's going on with that. I've just finally been tidying up the last bits and pieces, I hope, of my next book, which comes out next year. Uh, which is going to be published by uh, Bloomsbury uh, Academic. It's titled um, New Ways of Seeing the Democratic uh, Language of Photography. So I've been tidying up bits and pieces there. And of course, wrapping up a few Christmas presents and getting everything ready for the festivities. Uh, as I said at the beginning of this, uh, Christmas Day, there will be a Christmas podcast with Jim Mortram. And then we'll be starting up again back on uh, Wednesdays uh, into the new year, into 2019, starting off with a new year special and then moving on with uh, more uh, contributors from some great photographers already lined up and sitting on my hard drive uh, ready to go. So lots of new and exciting things for um, 2019. Uh, I think that's about it for um this week i hope as always you've enjoyed the podcast we are now on spotify as well as on uh, itunes and all of the usual places that you get your podcasts from as i say every week and thank you very much to those who have written us reviews and given us ratings if you're listening on itunes or any other platform that gives you an opportunity to rate this podcast or to write a little review we really appreciate that input because one, it, it makes it all worthwhile um, to know that uh, you're listening. And secondly, uh, it really helps us get the message out there with the various kind of software algorithms and so forth to make sure that people who haven't discovered this podcast before um, can discover it. And hopefully it's of some uh, comfort, inspiration, education, whatever it may be. Anyway, that's it for this week. Um, hope you have a good week coming up. And as always, 
Take care.